Hello, and welcome to The Writing Forge, where we discuss tips and tricks for honing your writing. I'm Bonnie. I'm Miranda. And we're your hosts. Let's Let's get get into it. it. And today we have with us, returning to us, David E. Sharp. Welcome back, David. We're here with you today because you kindly let us into your metaphorical home. Do you want to tell us, tell our listeners where we're recording from today? Hi. Yeah. It's um, great to have you here. So this is the Link Library Innovation Center in downtown Greeley. This is our brand new library. It's part of the High Plains Library District. Um, this was built to be a destination library um, with with services that may be atypical for a library, but definitely fit within the, the scope of what libraries offer, um, that being... Um, community resources uh, and 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 kind of that evolved service uh, beyond just books. Um, we actually have, you know, we have the the, the staple three D printers, um, crickets, things like that. But we also have a UV printer. We have some laser engravers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a wood shop, and nice. uh, and it, we have a recording studio. Yeah. I know that uh, you were giving us the tour, and I think Miranda has fallen in love with this studio. So oh, yes. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. I'm going to be pushing for us to record from here for a while. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm a little in love with the studio myself. Uh, we'll have to play. There's some fun sound effects on this um, board over here. We'll have to see if we can play with those. Uh, might let you do it because I'm not that brave enough. <laughs> just just one or two. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing too much. Yeah. But, yeah, there's there's lots of new toys. Every joke gets a room shot. Yes. All right. Well done. Ah, thank you. you. Thank you for. Uh, You'll never, you'll never feel self conscious. Everybody loves the podcast. (laughs) Yes. Because uh, you can make the sound. Yeah. So. Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) And that sound just describes my life. (laughs) Lots lots and lots of fun options here. So we'll just have to find places for this (laughs) slot in. Yeah. Oh man. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for uh, hosting us today. And today we want to talk. It is a new year. And we thought about how last year we did an episode on goal setting and resolutions. And we thought this year maybe we would talk about the opposite. The anti-resolution. So, David, what is an anti-resolution? So an anti-resolution is something I was considering um, this year after considering how much I have failed at my actual New Year's resolutions. <laughs> um, you know, the year I immediately failed because I was I was fed up with it all and said, um, you know what, I'm going to resolve to make no resolutions and then realized, oh, no, that's no, a resolution. I've already messed it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I thought, you know, uh, we do these writing resolutions. We try to get a better word count. We try to, you know, improve our own, you know, lives and, and patterns and things like that. And I thought, you know, when I get to writing, um, it's not all the stuff I do right that I start imbuing into characters. Um, you know, these are people who have to have problems. I need them to overcome something. So, uh, you know, maybe this year is the year to just embrace the problems and just, you know, just really, really roll in the in the in the mud of of uh, <laughs> my own issues and be like, you know, there's a character who needs to deal with this. So, uh, so embrace them. Embrace your your anti-resolutions and and use them. Use the pain. (laughs) Because really, um, our characters need to have problems. They need to have flaws that they can overcome. Um, 
And, and, and yeah, they can't, it's not just about external problems, right? The plot, your plot is going to be largely external problem based, but to have a really satisfying story, your characters need to also be overcoming internal things. And so finding your own weaknesses and giving them to your characters is a great way to do that. And, and we all have a lot of experience with, um, you know, getting in our own way. This is something yes. that should be very familiar to all of us. <laughs> uh, something I struggle with a bunch. <laughs> But maybe that makes you a better writer. Mm. Hopefully. Hopefully Mm. I can turn it into that. But speaking of getting in my own way. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess my question is, is because I know, like, how do we leverage certain things? Because a very common New Year's resolution is to lose weight. Mm. Mm -hmm. And so then how would we take something like that and, say, translate it into an anti-resolution for a character without maybe being so obvious Mm. of, you know, like hopefully not having to trip into body shaming or having to go Mm -hmm. down the route of, oh, hey, you know, I'm an adventurer, but gosh darn it, I need to wake up and do those (laughs) 10 extra push-ups while I'm running for my life because I'm trying to build muscle. Right. (laughs) Well, some of these, you know, um, I think that you you could certainly apply in the way of abstractions. You know, it doesn't necessarily even have to be um, weight specific, but Mm -hmm. but, um, that self-control and discipline and Mm-hmm. And being able to say, like, okay, I've decided that I'm going to eat healthier, work out more, that sort of thing, um, you know, and, and it's the stick to you know. Mm-hmm. A character could have any kind of uh, discipline that, um, that that character is trying to, to maintain to improve life. And yet somehow, mm-hmm. you know, in the moments, while, while the plan sounds great on paper, I'm going to do X, Y, Z and my life will be mm-hmm. better and then every situation is like, Ugh. okay, starting tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to get 50 new spells in my spell book. Yeah, there yeah. You go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And instead, I'm going to go read the latest adventure novel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I like your point about like, I feel like that's kind of one helpful for you making a resolution, but also two helpful for you translating that to a character. But you have to find the deeper problem, right? So like say your goal is to lose whatever weight, like, but what's actually keeping you from doing that? And you can get, drill down into that and then you can give that to your character. Maybe they don't have a weight problem, but maybe they have a, a discipline problem or, uh, you know, uh, trauma that they're trying to deal with or something, right? Um, there's all Speak sorts their of mind reasons. a little too <laughs> readily, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, in my in my NaNoWriMo novel last year, I, I gave one of my characters a uh, hard time letting go of control. And I that is, that is something that I have a hard time with. And I don't know that I've ever set a specific, you know, resolution for that. But it was fun to play with that and be like, wow, character, I can't believe you're being such a control freak right now. Um, so maybe this is also good therapy, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, they say write what you know, right? Yeah. And so and so if we set out to do this and we write all of our problems into characters and and then people compliment the book and they're like, oh, you, you seem so insightful about this, you know? <laughs> then we start saying, what do you mean by that? <laughs> exactly. What is that supposed to mean? No, insightful. Yes. No, made it up. Oh, yeah. Completely. Completely fictional. What are totally. you trying to say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no... I did lots of research yes. on that topic. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Also known as meditation, (laughs) (laughs) journaling. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Okay, so so say you've identified uh, some kind of weakness to give your character. How how do you make that manifest in them? 
definitely throw problems at them where that weakness is an issue. Mm, yeah. So if it's someone who needs to have control of a situation, well, then obviously we got to blow something up. Uh-huh. Uh, whether it's metaphorical or <laughs> metaphorical, physical, you know, a hurricane comes through and they just have to write it out or present them with a situation where they have no active control. The only type of control they have is like over themselves and maybe like one other small thing, but doesn't. And you got to be careful with that because they also need to have agency mm-hmm. to make choices for the plot and stuff like that. But also you can have things happen around them and they have no choice but to react for a moment before they're able to make a decision. You know, dilemmas are a really great way to kind of implement that, too. You can have someone who's striving to overcome their own personal issues and then throw them in a situation where it's like, well, actually, maybe this is a place where your control tendencies good. are would be a good thing. Yeah. But you've got to make a choice. Are you going to commit to what you've said? Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe there's consequences if you implement your control issues in this situation or, you know, what have you. Um, but maybe you you're here for such a time and place, you know, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, that uh, that it, it just needed someone of your particular character makeup to <laughs> to to be the wrench in the gears of the situation. Yeah, I do um, like that. I like when I see a character who's like overcoming a flaw and like because I mean, isn't that kind of true? Like all of our all of our personality traits are both a benefit and a, mm-hmm. a gift and a curse, as Adrian Monk would mm-hmm. say. Um, and so if you can do that, if you can find ways to that that what they're working on is actually good for the situation and then also ways where it uh, impacts them negatively. I think that gives you like some nuance you can add to it too. And then it's not so much of a black and white um, kind of fairy tale sort of story where it's like, you know, don't wander from the trail, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that was clearly the wrong choice and... And that always has consequences, and it's it's a very didactic um, teaching story that you give to children. But, right. Um, yeah. And you can throw in those little shades of gray. It gives <laughs> you know it gives people um, something that they can really you know sink their teeth into and be like, oh, what happens now? Yeah. The, what should happen now? <laughs> the situations I love best in stories are where there is no right and wrong mm. answer, but. Even though I love that best, I have the hardest time <laughs> coming up with scenarios right. where, you know, it's it's just a matter of choice and there's no there's no good answer or there's no bad answer. Like it's all either equally terrible or <laughs> equally um, stressful. Like, I was going to say, you can't be equally good because we're talking about a novel here, so things always go bad. I mean, maybe if it's cozy. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, <laughs> but even in a romance, everything's got to go bad, you know? A little bit, Yeah. Um, I liked what you were saying about about the plot, and that reminded me that, you know, you could even use this, um, your character's weakness, as, like, if you're stuck plot-wise, you can you can use the weakness to help you figure out uh, what to do next in the plot, right? Like, um, since I've got romance on my brain, one of the things that they talk about is, like, every scene in your romance novel should in some way uh, exemplify the fatal flaw of your character's and so if you're stuck and you don't quite know where you're going next with the plot, you can think, well, how could this weakness, like what, like you're saying, what in um, what situation can really highlight this weakness and but also, you know, either tear the characters apart or bring them together because it's a romance. But you can use the same principle for any genre. When we're highlighting weaknesses in character and stuff like that, we're we're really talking about like digging into our own problems and then putting them into a character because it's it's what we know it's 
you know, there's nothing you're more familiar with than what you fight and struggle with every day or just deal with every day. And so in putting that to a character, can you make a character too much like yourself? Yeah, because there's always the concern, you know, the the classical Mary Sue, uh, you put yourself in the book and everyone's like, wow, that's just the, the author. That's just you. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking one of the differences is I think usually the Mary Sue um, stereotype is like all positive things about yourself. So maybe just the fact that you're putting negative characteristics of yourself in a character helps. Um, yeah, I think um, I think also, you know, in general, what I've read is is you never really want to make the character just a version of you. They should always be able to make different decisions and different uh, scenarios than you would make, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and so... And so just imbuing, you know, some of the your own struggles or some of your negative traits into another person uh, doesn't necessarily and, and certainly shouldn't um, be so inclusive that you're 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 just making them you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, they should be a person of their own um, who's making their own decisions. But I think the beauty of imbuing your own issues into another person is that um, is that you you have some. You have some buy-in, you know, maybe from the reader. Like, this is something you're familiar with, and that should show. Mm -hmm. um, you know, whereas if you're just, if you're talking, uh, you're creating issues for people that you don't ever struggle with. These are not your vices. Um, you know, that may come across a little artificial mm -hmm. and inauthentic, um, you know, because you, do, you don't know what it's like to live with these issues, you know. Um, so I, I think, uh, I think yeah, you, sh you shouldn't make the character yourself, but... But imbuing your own vices, you can even exacerbate them, you know, right. like what yeah. what if it's my vice, but it's like times 10, <laughs> you know, like I know what it's like on my level, but we're going to amplify it and really make it so that this person just cannot handle oh, not doing this thing, you know, yeah. or my or, vice is times 10. I would feel <laughs> so bad for my side characters. Oh, God, you got to yeah. deal with me. Goodness. <laughs> now, one other thing I was thinking, too, is like, um much like children are the product of two different parents, you you can you could take someone else's weaknesses, right? Couldn't you? Couldn't you take a, a vice that you think someone else should have a resolution about and give that to a character? Is that is that okay? Oh my goodness, <laughs> such judgment! I know. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're gonna mix people, uh, no, definitely though. Like joking aside, like it's uh, I like to cherry pick, um, especially cherry pick from people I know. Uh, so sorry if you know me and you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> and you're like, wait a second, that character, that was uh, me. So oh, when I read that last book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Not everything's about you, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> or is it? Um, but I, I don't know, because I was thinking what you were saying, David, about, well, you know, uh, can you write about things that you don't really know? And, and if it's someone else's flaw... Like maybe it wouldn't be authentic, but maybe maybe not them, but maybe someone else with that. I don't know. Can you uh, get an expert beta reader? Can you be like, hey, I need a beta reader who struggles with control issues. <laughs> <laughs> Could you please read my novel? I'd love to see that call put out there. Uh, I don't oh know. My goodness. I'm just brainstorming here. But. Well, there's thankfully lots of resources online. Yeah. Um, there's lots of blogs, vlogs, uh, if you're into the YouTube scene, podcasts and stuff like that. And people are very willing to share about things that they struggle with and That's kind of point. what that yeah. looks like. And so much like doing research on any other topic, like putting in one of your flaws and then trying to 
find a flaw that is either like contradictory to that or runs alongside that but may not necessarily be your own there there are places you can go and listen to people talk about it and talk about their issues um it's a very good point and and not even necessarily like writing resources right you could look at you know uh look at new year's resolution resources and um, mental health resources and Mm -hmm. all sorts of different areas in in all honesty when it comes to things like character i actually don't particularly like looking at writing resources mm-hmm. um i like to you know we're we're taught most of us are natural people watchers and we're taught that that's a good thing and so it you may have to change where you people watch from um but i would definitely go to a more original source than trying to do a copy of a copy of a copy of right. a copy yeah like i read how to create a character in this <laughs> book that talked about how to create characters and then i'm trying to like how it dilutes and things of that nature. Like, go, go to, go to people, and don't tell them you're taking their flaws from yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, probably not. Although that's kind of implied if you tell them you're a writer to some extent, but I don't think some of them realize how prevalent that actually is. Tell me about all your blind spots. That way, <laughs> probably you probably so can't long. see them. Let me <laughs> just observe for a little while and see where I'm like, yeah, you don't realize. Yeah. Hey, I don't know. Maybe it would be useful to have someone else like, Miranda, you should write me as a character and then I can read it and be like, oh, so that's oh. what Miranda thinks of me. <laughs> oh, no. Well, anyway. Well, and maybe now's a good time to address sort of our, our last question, which is, you know, resolutions, overcoming things. How can you help your characters overcome their flaws? How can you use your anti-resolution to to make your story better? Um, well, so now that we've embraced all of our deep-grained flaws, <laughs> um, you know, then obviously the, the course of the story is the character trying to overcome and and to, to be successful at the end of the story, if that's how we decide that the story needs to end, um, then they're going to overcome um, that flaw in some way. If it's a tragedy, then maybe the flaw will overcome them, you know. But either way, you know, you're, you're demonstrating the, uh, the dangers of the vice, you know, and how to overcome it. Uh, and perhaps, you know, in helping a character overcome it, you know, if you've chosen one of your own, own vices, maybe it gives you uh, an opportunity uh, to overcome some of your own in a, in a way, like you've, you've, you've done it in theory now, you know, with a, with a different person. So, um, so why not take some of that insight and, and implement it in your own life? And now look at you, you're better off. Writing as therapy. <laughs> exactly. It's a great way to posit a number of different scenarios too, because as we have multiple drafts, you can go through, with your character through multiple scenarios trying to solve this anti-resolution. And so maybe you can workshop something for you along the way that, you know, maybe in a book you can solve with magic. But in real life, we just have to solve with hard work. (laughs) Well, and that brings up an an interesting point, actually, because we talk about often in plots, if you're trying to come up with like a a twist or whatever, you, you should come up with like the first three ideas and do none of those because if you came up with them, then so will your readers. You got to do the fourth or the fifth thing. And maybe that's true of character arc resolutions as well. Like you might think that this is the way that your character gets over something, but maybe you should push them a little bit farther and, and come up with something a little bit more unique. Murder is just never on the table, is <laughs> I it? I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're running out of time for today. So question for our listeners, what is your anti-resolution, if you're willing to share? Uh, Check out our social links in the description. 
And once again, please check out the Link Library in Greeley, Colorado, because it's got a lot of great stuff. It looks awesome, you guys. Thank you for joining us, David. We really appreciate you coming back to the podcast. Thanks for having me again. It's been been a pleasure. Stay sharp, my friends. To learn more about The Writing Forge, check out our social links in the episode description. Subscribe to The Writing Forge wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to rate and review. For more informational writing content, be sure to become a Writing Heights member.